At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. What is happening, people? And welcome in to another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, as always, broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook right here in Des Plaines, Illinois, just outside of Chicago with plenty to talk about tonight. We have got that ready for you. We've got the Home Run Derby, my favorite event when it comes to just all-star games in general, right? Plenty of betting opportunities, good odds, just a lot of excitement. We'll be covering all of that momentarily that's how we'll kick off the show but let me tell you what else we got dialed up throughout the next 60 minutes plenty of football to be discussed now that aside from a home run derby you know in terms of games we're kind of on a hiatus so we're going to be talking more football this upcoming week we've got Amal Shaw host here at Vs and co-host of Odds On with our friend Mike Palm but if you know Amal you know he loves betting college football so he has his top five rankings of the college football teams that he loves the most throughout the country and we'll look at their win totals, their odds to win the championship, odds to win the playoffs, all that good stuff in 15 minutes with Amal Shaw. And then 30 minutes from now, Dave Ross will be joining us also to talk some football, but specifically in the NFL. I know he's got some long-term futures to win the AFC, which team does he think of? going to come out on top and uh, I'm liking who he's picking so we'll get to that we'll get to his Cowboys throughout the NFC East as he believe his beloved Cowboys can come out on top and just much more throughout the NFL in 30 minutes and then at the end of the show we'll get back into the mix with some of my previews for the divisions we'll go to the AFC East tonight 
We'll focus in on the Bills and the Dolphins. Odds to make the playoffs, odds to win the division, and their win total. So a lot to get to. Let's jump in, though, for what we can't wait for tonight, and that is the 2022 Major League Baseball Home Run Derby. Now, I know we discussed this briefly on Friday night, but now the odds have shifted a decent amount, and we've got a lot more betting options available to us all throughout the state of Illinois, really. But uh, as it sits right now, Pete Alonzo at Bet Rivers is your short shot, and his odds have moved a tremendous amount because he was like, I think plus 275 or somewhere around there when we were talking about this on Friday. Now Pete Alonzo's at plus 175. Wow. I mean, even as dominant as he's been, how could you force yourself to take a price of just plus 175 with someone like Pete Alonzo? I mean, it's hard to win this competition as is, let alone three times, and especially when your first-round opponent is Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah, not too tempting for myself, but plus 175 is what you're seeing for Pete Alonzo. Kyle Schwarber comes back at plus 260. Juan Soto, we see him now down to plus 375. Man, he was up to plus 650 earlier today. Julio Rodriguez plus 760. Ronald Acuna Jr. stands at 8-1. to one. Corey Seager, a guy who I threw out as potentially a dark horse on Friday. We see him at 11-1. to one. Jose Ramirez now 29, or excuse me, 19 to 1. And if you look even further, I mean, Albert Pujols, I know, uh, you know, the odds a little bit earlier had him about 18 to 1, then climbed to 22 to 1. But my goodness, now you see him at 27 to 1. So the odds have gone nuts as of late at Bat Rivers for the outright winner for the Home Run Derby. As the bracket stands, you got Schwarber versus Albert Pujols in round one on that side of the bracket and on that same side of the bracket. Then you got Juan Soto and Jose Ramirez. Other matchups, you got Pete Alonso versus Acuna, Corey Seager versus Julio Rodriguez on the other side. So uh, before I give you my outright plays that I made in just best bets, I wanted to go over some other props that are widely available at many different sports books, and that being the total home runs. Now, depending on where you have shopped, I mean, you can get this as high as 260 and a half over plus 114, under was minus 148, or you could get as low as 251 and a half. I also saw that, and the odds were minus 115 each way. Now, at Coors Field last year, 309 total home runs were hit by combined eight players, and the record is 312, which was set in 2019, but the time per round is reduced from four minutes to three minutes this year, and now down to two minutes in the finals. I guess the difference, though, where you could get some back is that hitters can now earn a full minute of bonus time as opposed to just 30 seconds. But, of course, you have to earn that. So maybe the expectation, well, clearly the expectation is that not as many home runs are going to be hit this year. But if you had me at the lower number of 251.5, I still think I would take the over. We know how Dodger Stadium goes. It's a very hitter-friendly ballpark and, you know, arguably a little bit more beneficial to the home run ball than Coors Field in terms of the dimensions. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if I had to play it, I think I'd go over 251.5. But I'm going to be hesitant, or rather, I'm just going to stay away from this one. Ultimately, because of the new rules, you'll have to see how these players adapt. There's still going to be plenty of home runs, don't get me wrong. But I'm going to be picky and choosy for the bets that I want to make tonight. Now, you can also get involved with the player to hit the longest home run. Now, Juan Soto currently holds the record. He's got a 520-foot home run. I think that was whatever it was a few years ago when he was in the competition, but the man just clobbered it. And despite him having that record, he is not the short shot to hit it tonight. That belongs to Ronald Acuna Jr. at 3-1, to one, as well as Kyle Schwarber at 3-1. to one. 
Juan Soto then comes in at plus 350. The back-to-back -back champ, Pete Alonso, stands at plus 450. Julio Rodriguez, the rookie, at plus 850. Corey Seager at 9-1. to Pujols at 15-1, to along with Jose Ramirez. So you could bet that. That's another option to look forward to. Didn't draw too much interest to myself, but just throwing these out there in case you wanted to get involved. You can also do the Home Run Derby League of the Winner. Now it's presumed that the National League will have the winner. You got Pete Alonzo, Kyle Schwarber on that side. National League's now minus 335, and the American League is plus 250. Or if you just bet the no, that it's not going to be in the National League, but obviously that's the same bet. You can do the length of the longest home run. Over 491 and a half, minus 112 each way. Bet Rivers had it a little bit higher if you're thinking it could go under. 495 and a half is the number we saw for that. But again, remember Juan Soto did have the record 520 foot home run as the longest. Do you think there's going to be a 500 one tonight? Then you can look at the over. Minus 112 seems to be the odds in terms of that. And what's also pretty fascinating to see is because of just the pure dominance that we've seen out of him the last two years, you can just do, at many different outlets, a Pete Alonzo versus the field bet. And in that instance, Pete Alonzo's plus 195, the field's minus 250. Now, one more before we get to my official bets, but I thought this one was actually very intriguing as well. Albert Pujols, longest home run he will hit. Uh, you can get it anywhere at 451.5 or 460.5, depending if you want to bet the over or the under. But I would think to bet the under 460.5, right? I mean, we know Albert Pujols is kind of here more just for the celebration, and he's not going to have the power or the stamina to compete in this derby for a long period of time. It's just more fun to see what he does out there. But a tough draw against Kyle Schwarber, but we're not expecting him to win. What we're curious about is how far he can hit the ball. The farthest he has hit one in a major league game was 459 feet off Taylor Rogers when he was playing with the Angels back in 2017. I understand that it's different in the home run derby, but again, will he be lacking power over 40 years old? I mean, I think you'd have to bet the under nothing. But who knows? Maybe he's going out there just to try to hit one as far as he can as opposed to winning knowing that he probably doesn't have a good chance so who knows but I thought that one was pretty fascinating and I was very strongly considering the under did not end up playing it but I would lean that way as for my official plays uh, this is what I'm narrowing it down to because you have the matchups available to you and a lot of them are pretty skewed uh, you know Soto's minus 185 Ramirez is plus 155 I think Soto wins that but I don't want to lay that and then I was looking at Rodriguez versus Seager now, the rookie Rodriguez is actually the favorite, minus 155, and then you get the former Dodger Corey Seager at plus 140. Seager ranks fifth among active players and 19th all-time in home runs at Dodger Stadium with 59, all hit as a member of the Dodgers. Now, Rodriguez comes into this event, just 16 home runs in his career, and look, I mean, he's going to be excited. He's going to have all the adrenaline going. Seager's been here before, not only as a member of the Dodgers, but in the home run derby. I think you're getting some good value there in Corey Seager. He's been crushing it this year with the Rangers, right? Maybe a little bit more instead of going back to his former home ballpark. He knows he's going up against a rookie who may have more pressure on him and you know just wearing out all his energy early on because of how excited he is Seager's a little bit more experienced in this realm and you're getting that plus money I think that's worth a play here so count me in on Corey Seager plus 140 
for the head-to-head -head matchup in the first round over Julio Rodriguez. No chance I want to lay that minus 155. And I'm not saying, look, I'm guaranteeing he's winning, but in terms of the price and just kind of, you kind of, uh, you, you got to go into the minds of these guys a little bit, or at least attempt to. And Rodriguez is a rookie. Again, maybe he just burns out right away and Seager knows to be calm, cool, and relaxed. And that value at plus 140, again, is the main reason I like it. So give me Seager at plus 140 for that matchup. So that's the one matchup play I got. We talked about Juan Soto. He was minus 185 in his head-to-head -head matchup against Ramirez. I think he wins. I lean toward that side, but I don't want to lay a price of minus 185. So instead, what I did was bet his total home runs hit. 32 and a half was the best number I saw here in Illinois. And you lay minus 125 to get to the over 32 and a half. And I think that's kind of a better route to take than doing the head-to-head -head matchup in the first round. Again, you're not laying as much. And even if you liked him in the first round, assuming he gets passed, then you got to figure he has a really good opportunity to get over 32 and a half going into the second round presumably against Schwarber, in my opinion. And even if he doesn't beat Schwarber, he's going to have an amazing opportunity to get over 32 and a half total home runs hit. So again, instead of just doing the head-to-head -head in the first round, I will bet him over 32 and a half home runs hit at minus 125. And then I just had my two outrights. You know who I was doing from Friday, the obligatory bet on my boy Kyle Schwarber, plus 330, the best number for Schwarbs. And aside from me being a tad bit biased with Kyle Schwarber, uh, he does have it set up nicely. Right, getting the draw of Albert Pujols right out of the gates. You got to think that's very favorable to Kyle Schwarber. And then, yeah, if Soto wins, if it's Rodriguez, or not Rodriguez, excuse me, uh, if it's uh, Ramirez, it's still, I mean, Soto would scare me more than Ramirez, but I still like Schwarber overall. So I get that it's a short shot, but he does have a favorable path. For the longer shot, like I was saying Friday as well, the best number for him was 12 to 1, that being Corey Seager. So that's also my other outright. I would consider Soto at plus 650. You know, maybe he's got more incentive after everything that's happening with him in the Nationals. But Schwarber outright, Seager outright, Seager in the first round, and Soto over 32 and a half home, uh, half home runs. Those are my plays for the Derby. We'll recap those a little bit later. Be right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. The 
If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, remember that Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available, and you'll be set up with multiple episodes a week, along with great local sports betting content. All righty, welcome back into Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. It's time to talk a little bit of college football. We are getting closer and closer, and I know our next guest is very pumped for the season to begin, and that is Amal Shaw. You can follow him on Twitter at AmalShaw1 and catch him co-hosting Odds On with Mike Palm right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And Amal has his top five college football teams, and we wanted to get him to dive into it a little bit more so for all of us here on Rush Hour. So, Amal, thank you for being with us my man we might as well start at five and work our way down but hey five might surprise some people but if you've been watching this team closely maybe not looks like you've got utah as your fifth rated team in the country for college football their win total at about nine plus 250 to win the conference to make the playoff is five to one and then to win the whole dang thing you can get them as high as 60 to one uh explain your thought process here with utah and why you like them so much this season well, Danny, I think they got a great chance to win the league. Cameron Rising's back under center. They've got a terrific defense. They did lose several key pieces, including Devin Lloyd, but uh, Clark Phillips, the defensive back, get to know that name. He's going to be tremendous this year. And I think this team really, with the game against Florida, I think it's going to propel them well. And, you know, it was an all-time performance offensively from Ohio State that it took to beat uh, Utah in the Rose Bowl. So, I think had they won that game, I think the perception coming into the season will be a lot different for them. I think it's going to be a really dangerous team, and I like them a lot this year, and I think they beat USC and win the Pac-12. Yeah, and then, I mean, Utah's just always a competitive team, and I feel like Kyle Whittingham just always has a really strong bunch there, at least like the last four to five years. Is that another reason that you can seemingly always put stock in this Utah team that starts with Whittingham and kind of works it, uh, works its way down? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you look at what he brings to the table as a coach, you know, going back his first year in Utah was 2005, took over after Urban Meyer. They have done really well. Remember, they're not bringing in three, four, and five-star recruits. Every once in a while, they might get a three-star in there. But the reality is they've got to develop the talent. They've done a great job of doing that. They play to a certain system and style that they have. Reminds me of what we see out of the Iowa Hawkeyes, and they've been able to do that for a long time. I have to give them a ton of credit. Now, I know this team isn't on your top five, and we don't have to go too deep into it, but you mentioned USC, and that's going to be a hot name to throw around or a hot school to throw around because of the name of Lincoln Riley and everybody moving pieces over to Los Angeles. And again, you know, this team could be all over the place, could be great from the start. How do you figure this Trojans team ends out when you get all this just transition? Yeah, you're getting this talent and a great coach, but does that translate immediately? You know, I don't think so because remember, USC did not have a very good year last year. They still have a long way to go. Um, I think eventually they'll be a good program, but right now I'm not ready to jump on the bandwagon as much as other people are. Uh, the offensive and defensive line concerns me. How effective will their line play be? That's a real concern that I have. Uh, they're going to be great at the skill positions. They bring in Mario Williams from Oklahoma, obviously Jordan Addison from 
Pittsburgh. Uh, they've got Travis Dye, the running back from Oregon, that transfers in. Of course, Caleb Williams, the quarterback. But the offensive line is still a question mark. The defensive line, I have some major concerns with. So for me, um, I'm not ready to jump on the Trojans bandwagon as much as other people are. Now, the one good thing for them is the schedule is fairly weak this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you open up, you get Rice, and you're at Stanford, Fresno State, at Oregon State, then Ayers. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, it could be just a good morale type of year for USC. Yeah, they'll make some noise, but maybe not top five territory. That could still take a year or two for Lincoln Riley and company out there on the West Coast. And you talk about how they did last year, but Amal, when it comes to your number four team, this team did everything right last season, that being Georgia, who you have, again, as your fourth-ranked team. Their win total, 10.5, over, shaded heavily that direction, minus 230, the unders plus 185. To win the conference, plus 155, minus 115 to make the playoff. You're getting them at 4-1 to at Bet Rivers to win the whole dang thing once again. So what are we thinking about the Bulldogs? A lot of turnover potentially for Georgia. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, defensively, they're still going to be very good. Jalen Carter there in the center of that defensive line, and then uh, Keely Ringo and Tyreek Smith in the back of that secondary. But, you know, Danny, part of the thing why I'm giving Georgia such credit is because they've done so well the last several years, but more important, the schedule is very manageable. I don't think it's that tough, and I think that'll give them an advantage. Um, offensively, you look at the tailback position, McIntosh, Stetson Bennett back under center. They do lose Jermaine Burton, who transfers to Alabama. Um, but for me, I would look uh, at this team having a chance to win the SEC East. I don't believe they win the league, but they should have a very strong season overall. All right, and then we move down to number three. You have them a little bit higher than it would seem the odds do, and that's the Clemson Tigers. Win total, 10.5. The over is actually the underdog in terms of the odds, plus 110. Under 10.5 wins would be minus a buck 30, minus 120 to win the conference, plus 155 to win the playoff, and really you can get them anywhere in the double-digit realm from about 10 to 12 to 1 to win the championship. So uh, you seem to be a little bit higher on Clemson this season, all. Yeah, I think their defense is probably the second-best defense in the country. Uh, and the other thing is they benefit from playing, again, not a particularly strong schedule. Their non-conference game that you look at as a marquee matchup, at least in theory, and not because Georgia Tech has been any good in the last half a decade, but just based on a name recognition. So I think they should cruise uh, 3-0 into the game at Winston-Salem against Wake Forest. Uh, but overall, Danny, I, I just don't see too many hiccups here for the Clemson Tigers based on the opponents that they face off against. If they were in the SEC, I would have a completely different perception of them. All right, then let's go to your alma mater here, Amal, Ohio State. The great team out of the Big Ten typically always are, and they're at 10.5 just like the other schools for their win total. They're anywhere from plus 250 to 3-1 to one to win the championship. Is this the year that we can see Ohio State make their way to the championship? Yeah, I think they definitely get to the championship game. Whether they win or not remains to be seen. I think their offense will be, once again, the best in the country. Uh, they're really that good when you look at it. And, you know, they've got particularly at the tackle positions with Paris Johnson and Dewan Jones really in a good position to be very successful. And I think Trayvon Henderson is going to have a big year for them. So pay attention to him from the running back position. But the big question mark is the defense. How effective will the defense be? If the defense plays just, you know, slightly better they're going to be in pretty good shape this year now uh, correct me if i'm wrong but you get michigan at home this upcoming season do you think michigan continues their dominance or takes a step forward or was last season not an outlier but 
maybe you just don't expect Jim Harbaugh and company to be as dominant as they were. What's your outlook for Michigan then? Yeah, I think Michigan's in some trouble this year. The reality is that they are, uh, they just got to reload too much. You lose Hutchinson, you lose about, uh, uh, I forgot uh, the other lineman, Abajo. Um, and then of course, um, Daxton Hill in the back. So I think there's just too much of a loss. And, you know, they played well last year. The schedule also worked out for them. Look, Washington wasn't a particularly good team. They fired Jimmy Lake in the middle of the season. So, for me, I, I don't look at Michigan as being a real threat. I think Ohio State's toughest game is going to be the road game at Penn State. Penn State has traditionally played them very tough under James Franklin. So it should be a lot of fun to see how this thing goes when they go to State College. All right, Amal, the number one, the Crimson Tide of Alabama. Win total 10.5, overs minus 255. I'm sure you can get 11.5s out there. The conference odds minus a buck 45. They're minus 240 to make the playoff and anywhere from plus 150 to plus 180 to win the championship. So uh, Bryce Young, I mean, are we just expecting him to just cruise this year along with that schedule that typically is favorable for Alabama? Yeah, I think the Crimson Tide go undefeated 14-0 into the college football championship or college championship game. I, I think this team's going to have a tremendous season. Really like where they're heading offensively, defensively. The only question and concern I have is the offensive line. Um, if they, if they've got Steen transferring in from Vanderbilt there. He's going to play left tackle. If they don't skip a beat on the O-line, I, I just don't see too many teams being able to sl slow down this team at all. Mall Shaw, folks. You got Alabama 1, Ohio State 2, Clemson 3, Georgia 4, Utah 5. The man loves college football. We love getting his insight on it. Make sure you follow him along on Odds On here at VEASAN alongside Mike Palm. He crushes it every single year. And, hey, Amal, best of luck with all those futures that I know you probably got tied into these teams. But thank you for sharing your insight for your top five squads this season. Thank you very much, Danny. Appreciate the time. Always great to talk to you. You got it. Likewise, Amal Shaw, folks, Adam Shaw one where you could follow him on Twitter. Not only does he, does he love himself some college football, but you know they love tennis there at Odds On. And you know who else loves booking tennis? Bet Rivers, of course. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is serving up big wins with our new weekly profit boost on all tennis wagers. Make sure you're checking it out at BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app every Wednesday to receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. Log in every Wednesday and automatically receive 20% on your profit boost. You can even live stream your favorite tennis players from the Bet Rivers app. So heat up your summer with the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app. More football coming next. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here, and for only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from right now to the end of July. If you sign up today, you'll get VEASAN's Daily Best Bets, which includes Adam Burke's top plays in Major League Baseball, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. So if you want the full VEASAN experience, which features the Daily Best Bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, along with the use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19, and you will be a subscriber through July 31st. To make sure you check it out now at vsin.com slash summer. That's V-S-I-N.com slash summer. Back at it here on Rush Hour. 
ready to talk some more football. However, we're going to move up to the NFL. And for that, we got to bring in our pal Dave Ross at DRoss Sports, where you could follow him on Twitter. We're going all over the place because if you know Dave, not only do you know he loves football and loves to bet, but he's been all over the country, man. And Dave, uh, I know you spent time here in Chicago. However, you're a Cowboys fan. And we'll get to those areas in just a second. But first, oh, yeah. you and I seem to be on the same page here with a team out on the West Coast. I, literally the day after this past Super Bowl, they were one of the three teams I pulled the trigger on, and I got them at 25-1, to 1, and that is the Los Angeles Chargers. So I have them in terms of a uh, Super Bowl ticket, but it looks like you have a lot of confidence in them, but you went with them to win the AFC. So why did the Chargers have you feeling so high on them? David, it's great to talk to you again. And you're right. I'm kind of like a professional wrestler. I'm from parts unknown. I go from <laughs> East Coast and D.C. to Chicago, and now I'm here to Las Vegas. I haven't made my way all the way to L.A. yet. But I do like this Chargers team. And it's something I talked about this morning uh, with Sean King on Follow the Money. It, it's really about Boy Genius 2.0. It's about Brandon Staley. And I have to trust that Brandon Staley is going to be better in year two of coaching because – Tom Telesco, the GM, if you look at the pieces that they have given to Brandon Staley from last year's team, I mean, Danny, when you add Khalil Mack, we all know from the Chicago days how it started off in Chicago, didn't end up well. But if you get Khalil Mack to be the Khalil Mack he was three years ago, you've got a real nice compliment on the other side of Bosa to have bookend uh, pass rushers right there. Then you go get J.C. Jackson from New England, and if he's not the top cover corner in the league, he's certainly in the top three. So if Jalen Ramsey's the best, J.C. Jackson's not that far off. So now you've got elite players, three elite players on one side of the ball. And, oh, by the way, I think we're all expecting Justin Herbert to be right there in the MVP conversation. He's on that short list of guys inside of 10 to 1 to win that award this year. So, really, there's no excuses. Austin Eckler, we know he's a capable running back. The offensive line is good enough. So the question to me is coaching. And so – this is not an analytics debate. This is not, it's about winning the game. So if Brandon Staley can go ahead and use his knowledge as an analytics guru, as a guy, a forward thinker, that's all wonderful. And if you're going to put yourself in situations to win games and the probability thereof, okay, but you got to win the games. So I actually believe he's on the hot seat. I'm trusting that with the talent level that he has, that he's going to swallow the ego and the pride just a little bit. And in some of those situations, if you got a kick against Kansas City late in the game to get a win when you were in first place with one month ago and then you missed the playoffs, you have to take self-inventory of what went wrong. This team is too talented not to be a playoff team. So once they get into the postseason, whether they can win that West or not, I do like their chances. They are as good as any team in the AFC on paper with talent. It's about coaching for me. I'm going to trust that he's better. I got him plus 1250 to win the AFC. I'm going to roll with that. And I like your Super Bowl ticket at 25 to one. Yeah. And now the charges are even down to like plus 750 for the AFC. So you got yourself a nice number too. And look, I know uh, Brandon Staley was a contentious topic throughout the course of this past NFL season and rightfully so, but personally, I yeah. love Brandon Staley. I love a majority of the moves that he made, not all of them. Some were a little bit too aggressive and I'll agree with that. But I think in today's day and age, and especially now, uh, Dave, when you're looking at how tough their division is and the quarterbacks are going to have to go up against, you have to think outside the box you have to assert yes. 
a little bit more of that aggressiveness on some of these plays. But you're right. To some extent, you got to take a step back and you're not playing Madden. So you don't want to go too crazy. But I think some <laughs> of the things he does and how he's innovative, when we're looking back at it, we're going to look and go, man, this guy was innovative in what he was doing. And a lot of the coaches are kind of going to be modeling their system off of him in terms of going forward a lot more on fourth down and, and you know, following those no analytics question. protocol. But you're right. I think to some extent, he's got to take his foot off the pedal just a tad bit. Yes, he's just going to marry the two. That's all we're to, what we're trying to do. In a, in a situation where, let's say that the book says, his book says, I should go for this, right? To increase the probability. But if the inverse of that is, if I go for it and don't get it, and we had a sure three points there potentially to take the lead and or tie the game, and the, the consequence is that we lose the game. That's where I think maybe just in certain situations. Look, you had two coaches in the Super Bowl a year ago that we look at them as geniuses, and they're very young geniuses, and they come from the same tree. That's Sean McVay. Both those guys were not the most forward thinkers when it comes to analytics. They really weren't. And yet, those teams were in the Super Bowl, and Sean McVay ends up winning. I know a lot of Rams fans that are in our industry, and Danny, they say he's not the best when it comes to analytics. Uh, and I, obviously I'm talking about McVay and that's where a lot of these guys are now they're cutting their teeth from, but that's okay. If the end goal is to win and the team didn't win a super bowl and sometimes you go with it and sometimes you don't use your gut a little bit with the, the, the head that is analytics and you marry those two together. That's when you're going to have a really dangerous, young, brilliant offensive or defensive mind in this game. And I think Sean McVay and Brandon Staley can be both of those same things. No doubt, Dave. Well, hey, us Chicagoans are hoping that can be the case for Matt Eberflus and the Bears, not only this upcoming year because the expectations aren't too high, but of course, for hopefully his long tenure as a Chicago Bear. But for this season, Dave, uh, our Bears are not looking too good. And I say our Bears is us here. I know you're a Cowboys fan, but you covered the team, you covered Chicago sports. And for this season, we see their win total at six and a half, overs plus 115, unders minus 141. I'll keep my analysis short because I've talked about it a lot, but I think if I had to played I'd honestly only go over because of where the price is at and because they have a favorable schedule and finally competent coaching not saying I'm betting it but if I had to that's where I would lean how about yourself yeah I, I hear you Danny and really look we're going to find out what Eber flus and what this defense looks like in Chicago and how much does the defense really have to change because you know this and I know this and certainly everybody in Chicago knows this it is about the offense it is going to be about Justin Fields this year is he able to take a step up in year number two and if that answer is yes, then I think I would be with you that that's the only side I could play. I'm not going to play the Bears win total either way, just to be for, uh, up front and forward with everybody out there, because I have questions about Justin Fields, because I don't know what this offense is going to look like. I do think Minnesota is going to be improved in the division. You're hearing the reports about Mike Zimmer today. He hated Kirk Cousins, according to some reports. I don't know what's going on in Minnesota. But I don't know if it's Zimmer or Kirk Cousins, but this team on paper looks like they're going to be better this year with more of an offensive-minded head coach. I think Green Bay might take a step back a little bit, but I think Detroit's going to be improved too. So I don't know where the Bears are in that pecking order, but I do believe they're still clearly behind Green Bay. I think they're behind Minnesota. And right now, they might be neck and neck with Detroit. So to me, I'm going to lay off that win total. They're going to be a wait and prove it team for me. And really offensively, I think Eberflus is going to be just fine with the defense. I think they'll be confident there. But Danny, is Justin Fields, does he even have the weapons around him to look like he's going to take a big step in year number two? Because it's all going to be predicated on their second-year quarterback at Ohio State. 
And if he can't swim and you don't give him the proper tools around him to swim, they're going to sink and that offense is going to sink. Yeah, you put it perfectly. I agree with you, Dave. And, hey, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you about your beloved Cowboys before we get you out of here. Yeah. About a minute remaining, uh, either a prop, win total, futures out, whatever it may be, what's kind of your favorite Cowboys bet heading into this year? I, you know, I'm going to play the over 10 because I think the rest of the division is down. I can't believe, Danny, they're double-dog daring me to take the Cowboys at plus $1.35 to win the division. But know this, America, nobody's repeated in the NFC East since 2003 and 2004. That's almost 20 years running. So I don't know if I'm going to back my Cowboys to win the division. Man, that's ridiculous. I, I forgot who was telling us that same stat, but I just couldn't believe it. It's just nuts. And look, you're right. It's tempting. Well, it's 135, but history's telling us uh, maybe you stay away from something like that. But hey, Dave, uh, one quick thing, too, because we got about like 20 seconds left for fantasy yeah. football. Would you rather take Tony Pollard or Ezekiel Elliott? What's going on with that running back situation? Ezekiel Elliott is the highest paid fullback in the NFL. Give me Tony Pollard. You got to run it on the outside. Go to 20. <laughs> Don't go to 21. There you go. Dave Ross, folks, at D Ross Sports, where you can follow him on Twitter. Dave, my man, thank you for making some time. As always, looking forward to doing it again soon once we get closer to the football season. Anytime for you, Danny. Keep holding down Chicago, my friend. You got it. Much appreciated. Dave Ross, folks, once again, he is out there in Las Vegas. VEASAN host at D Ross Sports, where you can catch him on the tweets. He is high in his Cowboys. Look, I don't blame him. Look, they still got all the talent. They lost Amari Cooper, right? But, you know, we'll see what they can put the pieces together. Once again, Mike McCarthy, is he the right coach? He was almost on the hot seat, it seemed, with all those reports. But Jerry Jones bringing him back. We'll see if they can bring some of that success back. All right, one more segment to go here on Rush Hour. And, hey, we got another division to preview. It's going to be the AFC East. My thoughts on that coming next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network.
Want more betting insights to help give you an edge? Well, check out VEASAN's Best Bets Podcast. And there you can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24-7 stream of VEASAN experts who are tracking all the line moves along with odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sportsbooks not only out in Las Vegas, but across the entire country. So go ahead and download the VEASAN Best Bets Podcast at vsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts it is our final segment here on Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke. You can follow along on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 at VEASAN Live or VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Excited to talk more football. I get it. We're still in July, but that doesn't mean we can't keep our preview going, especially in the dead of the summer now officially with uh, the MLB All-Star break happening. I know we got the Derby, and we'll recap those picks at the end of the show, but let's get you a preview for a different division throughout the National Football League. We have concluded our assessment for the NFC. Now we transition over to the AFC. And I want to begin with the AFC East. I was going to do the AFC North, but... We're still waiting to see what the win total is going to be for the Browns here at Bet Rivers and just all the news coming out of there. So we'll hold off momentarily on the AFC North. But in the AFC East, we do have these odds all posted, and you do have the Buffalo Bills as your favorite, a minus $2 favorite. After the Bills, the Miami Dolphins come next at plus 450. Alongside them at that same price, the New England Patriots at plus 450. And then at the bottom, Zach Wilson and the New York Jets at 18 to 1. Probably not going to be the best year for the Jets. Not as bad as last year, but still not too high in that team. But like we've been doing, let's go with the two top teams. And look, you could argue the Patriots are the second best team, but in terms of how it's stacked up, at least at Bet Rivers, I'm just going in that order. So it's going to be the Bills, and then it's going to be the Dolphins. We begin with Buffalo. 2021, they ended up 11-6. and six. Some notable transactions in this offseason heading into this upcoming year. You know, you lost your slot guy, Cole Beasley. You signed Jamison Crowder, and you signed Von Miller. Uh, they stacked up their defense for the most part in terms of the draft. But, again, I mean, you lose Cole Beasley. Maybe it was a distraction from all the things that were happening last year. But I don't know if Jamison Crowder is necessarily the answer. I still think they could benefit from another solid receiver. But at least you got Josh Allen, who makes his receivers great. Uh, odds to make the playoffs. See, yes, minus 455. The no, if somehow you think Buffalo misses out, it's plus 340. Win total we see at 11.5. The over with the juice, minus 139. The unders, plus 115. All right, let's get into it. Categorizing the winnable games, losable games, and the 50-50, a.k.a. toss-up games for their upcoming schedule. Whole lot of winnable games. Yes, a lot of high expectations for Buffalo. And it begins week two with a winnable game versus Tennessee. Tennessee probably taking a step back. You get them at home. You're a better team than the Titans. Should be a winnable game. Should be a winnable game. Then in week five versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, unknown with their quarterback issues, Buffalo should have the advantage. They should also have that advantage. Then in week eight versus the Packers. Now I know Aaron Rodgers always gives team a run for his money or any team a run for their money, but it's post bye week for Buffalo. So more time to prepare. And again, you still get them on your home field. So I'll give the nod to Buffalo. We just talked with Dave Ross and it seems to be a similar sentiment across the league. And just when you talk to most people, but the Packers probably take a step back. So yeah, I'll mark that down as a winnable game for the Bills. Week 9 on the road against the Jets, that's a win. Week 11 versus Cleveland. Week 12 at Detroit, 
Week 14 versus the Jets. You can beat them twice. Week 15 versus Miami. Maybe a split with the Dolphins, so the benefit should come with the game at home. Week 16 at Chicago. Losable games. Uh, look, the Bills are a team that realistically, no game is a definitive losable game, but just for argument's sake, I'll put a few of them down there, which are probably going to be their toughest games. Week four at Baltimore. The Ravens, we're assuming, are going to be a little bit tougher. Baltimore's not the easiest place to play, and having to defend Lamar Jackson is never a simple task. Week six at Kansas City, you're against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Week 17 at Cincinnati, uh, maybe the Bengals need that game more than you do. And it's going to be tough regardless, but in a more difficult division, presumably, that the AFC North is going to be, again, maybe the Bengals fighting for their playoff lives. Toss-up games. Week 1 at Los Angeles against the Rams. Yeah, you could put that in the losable game or uh, category, rather. But, you know, Week 1s, to me, are kind of always a toss-up because you have all summer to prepare you're going to Los Angeles, which they don't have the best home field advantage, let's be honest. So the travel's not as wonky as it is in other situations. So, yeah, I'll make that a 50-50 game. Super Bowl hangover as well, potentially implemented for the Rams. So that's why I don't think it's a definitive losable game for the Bills. Week three at Miami. It's early on. Hey, maybe Miami gets a little lucky and they do end up splitting with you. And if it's going to happen, could be that game on their home field. Week 10 versus Minnesota. I'm high on the Vikings, and maybe there's a game that the Bills lose at home that they probably shouldn't. And not that they shouldn't lose to the Vikings, but at home you should be able to take care of it. But the Vikings are going to be better. And, you know, I just don't think they're going to be as much of a walkover as they have been in years past. Week 13 at New England. Maybe a split with the Patriots. Going against Bill Belichick is never easy. I get that the Bills, you know, did a good number on him in the postseason. But, hey, we'll see what happens in week 13 when he go to Foxborough. And then week 18 versus New England once again. You know the drill when it comes to week 18 games, when we're looking at the top-tier teams, maybe they don't need to put their starters out there because they have their playoff position solidified. And conversely, the Patriots could be desperate for a win. So that's why that's also a toss-up game. But all in all, my projection for this Buffalo Bills team is 12-5. and five. They really don't have that tough of a schedule. Again, their toughest games, week four at Baltimore, week six at Kansas City, then week 17 at Cincinnati. Yeah, the Rams game week one is going to be tough, so okay, throw four in there. But aside from that, I still think this Bills team is the best in the National Football League. So 12-5 and five seems like the right play in my mind, and the win total kind of resembles that, 11.5. Juice is to the over minus 139. But I'm not willing to bet that right out of the gate, right? I mean, they still are a good slot guy away from being just absolutely an incredible team in my mind. And, you know, betting a win total that high and having to lay that juice isn't incredibly tempting as at this moment. So while I would only bet the over, the price isn't going to work for me. So ultimately, I'll stay away. But a strong lean to the over 11.5 for the Buffalo Bills. Where I might have more conviction here would then be with the next team, the Miami Dolphins. Last year, they ended up 9-8. and eight. I was a little bit higher on the Dolphins going into this season than most people. But uh, now a lot of people have higher expectations because of what's happened in the offseason. But now I don't belong in that category. I get you got Tyree Kill, your backfield as Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Sony Michelle, And you got Teddy Bridgewater if everything fails with Tua. But again, that's the biggest thing. You got to trust Tua. And I don't. And neither should you. What has he done to instill any faith into himself as, for you as a better? And the answer should be nothing, really. Yeah, he's got speed, but he can't stay healthy. He had an arm in college, doesn't have an arm now. He's throwing ducks out there. 
He got new receivers, but it doesn't matter if he can't get it to them consistently. Their odds to make the playoffs, the yes plus 149, the no is minus 182. The Dolphins win total at Bet Rivers is 8.5 with the juice to the over minus 134. The under 8.5 is plus 110. Winnable games, week five at New York against the Jets. Week seven versus Pittsburgh. Week eight at Detroit, albeit that could be a really tough game, actually, but we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Same goes for week nine at Chicago. Week 10, you get Cleveland at home. Week 12, you get Houston at home after your bye week. And week 18, you get the Jets once again. You're assuming the Dolphins will need that game for any kind of hope to get into the postseason. Losable games. Week 2 at Baltimore against the Ravens. Week 3, you get Buffalo at home. Week 4, you're on the road against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Week 13, then, you're at San Francisco. Week 14, you're at Los Angeles against the Chargers. Week 15, you're on the road against Buffalo. Tough 13, 14, 15 week stretch. Uh, week 17, you're on the road against New England. Maybe a split with New England. So week one versus New England is a toss-up game then. Week six versus Minnesota is a toss-up game. Minnesota's the better team, but at least you get them at home. And then week 16 versus Green Bay, I only put it down there because, yeah, we expect a little regression out of the Packers, but Aaron Rodgers always has that weird mojo when it comes to going down to Florida. So realistically, they probably lose that game, but I'll put it as a 50-50 spot. I put them at 7-10 this year. Yes, the win total's at 8.5, but I have them at 7-10. Now, I could definitely see them getting to 8. That wouldn't shock me by any stretch of the imagination, but you just cannot trust Tua Tungavailoa. But the thing here is, even though I have him at 7 and 10, and you would think, why wouldn't you take the under, especially with the plus money, right? Well, it's because what if Tua ends up losing his job immediately and you get Teddy Bridgewater in the mix? I think with Teddy Bridgewater, they might be a better team right out of the gate. That's just my thought process looking at this Dolphins team because he's a veteran, more experienced, and just more of a... I don't know, reliable guy right now. Tua has a higher ceiling, but he hasn't gotten there yet. You know what you're going to get with Teddy Bridgewater? We don't know what we can expect with their head coach, Mike McDaniel. Didn't call plays in San Francisco. We all liked him, had a lot of swagger and fun, but, man, analytically, we'll see if he can implement that right away. Going to be a big question mark for Miami. That'll be a team we revisit, but definitely looking at the under for the Dolphins. So that's what I got for my early AFC East preview. We'll talk more about the bottom tier teams tomorrow. Sorry we ran out of time to recap the Derby, but be sure to check back on the show, vsin.com if you want to hear them. Best of luck with your plays. We'll talk again tomorrow.